And I invite you to take out notes or you can get them in the back. You can find them online in the Bible app or also on the website. We're in the middle of a series called The Miracle of Christmas. And last week we talked about the miracle of the moment. So we're going to break down this miracle of Christmas in all different kinds of ways. And last week we talked about the miracle of the moment and that God is with us at the right time. In the fullness of time, at the right moment, God shows up in our lives. And today we're going to talk about a different uh, aspect of the miracle of Christmas. I was uh, doing some reading and researching a few things and I came across uh, the story of this football team from California. And they made the state playoffs this year and made it to the final game. They were 13-0. The unique thing about this football team is that they're all deaf. And they made it to the championship game. Their coach signs in, in fact, two of his sons are on the team, signs in every play. And they were asking them, you know, the obvious question, do you think you're at a disadvantage? And it was so great to hear the kids, they, they were like, no, we think it's an advantage. We don't have to talk. We can see quickly. In fact, we think we know things are going to happen quicker than other people on the field. We feel bad for them. <laughs> I thought, man, what a great attitude. You know, just this idea. What we often see as a detriment is often something that could be of benefit. When we come to Christmas and we hear the story that God is with us, Emmanuel, that God has come to earth. We often feel deaf. We feel that God's message is going out, but we just don't quite understand it. We don't hear it. We don't comprehend it. We feel a half step behind. We feel slow. We feel like we're just not quite getting it all. But the good news of the message of Christmas, the miracle of the message, is what we're going to talk about today is that it, it doesn't put you at a disadvantage. It actually is your advantage. That God chose in his wisdom and strength and honor to come, not only last week at the right time, but also he comes to communicate to you and I the significance of what he's doing for us. We're busy often living everything that God is saying in our lives, but we feel that we just don't quite hear God's voice. We don't feel exactly what God's trying to say. But the real truth of Christmas is that God loves us so much that he desperately wants to reveal himself to you and to me so that we can hear and understand. He sent Jesus to show the way that we could understand. Listen to what 1 John 4.10 says. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loves us. And he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. God's communicating to us through the gift of Jesus Christ. He communicates this miracle of Christmas and the miracle of the message. The message that God speaks to us today so that we can know him and draw close to him. Are you listening? Are you listening to the miracle of the message? 
this Christmas. It seems to me that the whole point of the incarnation of Emmanuel is that God is with us and we can see what the invisible God is actually like. In fact, Scripture says if you want to know what the God who you can't see is like, look at Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, Scripture says. And we know that life isn't working just the way that we try to live it and try to uh, just be good or try to obey God's commands. Listen to what Hebrews 7.19 says, For the law na- never made anything perfect. You can know all of God's standards all the time. Here's the problem. It doesn't make you well. It just shows you where you're wrong. God didn't do that to point out our flaws. He did it to say, this is what I'm like. I'm holy. I'm righteous. Perfect. But the way we tried to follow God only exposed our lack of holiness, our lack of goodness, our lack of righteousness. And so instead it says... The law never made anything perfect, but now we have a confidence in a better hope through which we draw near to God, and that hope is Jesus Christ. So what can we learn about the miracle of the message that we get this Christmas about our life with Christ? First thing I think we need to know is that God speaks, and that God has been speaking all throughout history. That God, as we look around, we can see all types of ways that we've seen the message of God. Listen to Psalm 19. Hopefully you know this psalm. It says, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship, and day after day they continue to speak, and night after night they make him known. There's a message that's being proclaimed all the time, and you watch it. It's called creation. And so whether you look at the skies, or whether you see the seas, or whether you're in the mountains and the forests, whether whatever it is you observe, God is speaking. God wants us to know him and love him and have a relationship with him and worship him. He reveals himself through his creation. God is constantly on the move of accomplishing this purpose. And everything you read in scripture is about this. It's why there's Moses and he gets talked to by a burning bush. It's it's why there's smoke and fire on the mountain when the people of Israel go to meet God on Sinai. It's why Elijah hears God through a still, small voice. It's why Hosea sees God in his family circumstance. Amos hears God in his message through a summer basket of fruit. God is speaking all the time. God is inviting us to know him. And experience him. Jeremiah heard him through speaking through a potter's wheel in clay. And Joseph heard him through dreams. See, there's no lack of variety to God's message. He does not do it in the same way, with the same pattern, at the same time. 
God does it differently. He speaks in a variety of ways and means to make himself and his will and his message known. And then something dramatic happened. For 400 years, there was silence after Malachi. And people waited. Undoubtedly, people wondered, has God given up? Is there no hope? Why have the message stopped? Why can't I see other than creation around me? Where is God? And does he care? Part of the message that God is speaking throughout all of history is, yes, I care. Yes, I am with you. Yes, I am there even when I don't speak or you don't hear me. Hebrews 1.1 says, long ago, long ago, God spoke many times in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. But God was ready to do a new thing in a new way and speak differently. And there was silence. Maybe you're at a point in your life where you're looking for God to speak again, but you're hearing silence. Let me encourage you. The message is still coming. God still wants to say something. He still has hope and a message and a purpose. Those 400 years were all leading to an important moment. And that's the second thing that God speaks through Jesus. God speaks through Christ. The message of Christmas comes through God speaking through Jesus. Hebrews says this, and now in these final days, God has spoken through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance and through his son, he created the universe. God, the son radiates God's glory. He expresses the very character of God. He sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. And when he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand. Of the majestic God in heaven. Jesus came so that the message would be shared with us. In a way we can understand it. The problem with everything before is you can observe all these things. But you still want to hear the message in a way that you can understand it. Jesus came God in flesh so that you could understand the message. He's like you and I. He lived on this earth. He understands what life here is like and spoke in ways that we can grasp and understand. See, up till now, never the whole message of God has been shared until Christ comes. And now it's fully understand and shared with us. Jesus is sent to bring God's message to our lives. And God reveals himself directly through us. Jesus is God's message. Come to earth, revealed by God, to make known to us all the ways that we can understand. Listen to what 1 John chapter 1 says. So the word became human, or some versions you'll say the word became flesh. And made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of of the Father's one and only Son. Jesus is God. 
In fact, in John chapter 10, verse 30, he says, the Father and I are one. And so he's here to deliver God's message. And it's amazing um, because everything up till now was God was here and we were here. And then Christmas happens. The, the message becomes real, becomes flesh. And the miracle of Christmas becomes apparent. Because God was honored here, but people lived here. And then Jesus comes and God is in our mess. There's a guy who, um, I guess it's about three, four years ago. Um, it's probably unknown to you. He went to his buddy's farm and shot a short film about the nativity. It's the basis for a program. I don't know if you've ever seen it or ever heard it. It's called The Chosen. And you can watch it online for free. It's on YouTube. And it's different than any other kind of TV show or film because it's all funded by the people who watch it or see it. And they have two seasons now that you can watch on the entire life of Jesus. But the premise of this whole thing is that God shows up in our lives. It's very different than anything you've ever seen before. And that beginning shot that became this series was shot from the perspective of a shepherd in the field who the angels appear to. And he goes to Bethlehem. And like we've all seen it recreated, right? You have the manger and you have Joseph and Mary. But like there's this heavenly glow around them and all that kind of stuff. This is nothing like that. This guy comes busting in to this couple who just had a baby. And they look at him like, who are you and what are you doing here? And he says, an angel spoke to me. Like, and, and you could see, like, they're ready to throw him out, right? And he begins to share this message that God has shown up. Now, why that would be significant is because both Joseph and Mary had an angel speak to them. They had a little bit different message, but they had a lot of similarities. One was, what was the first thing the angel said to both of them? Do not be afraid. And the shepherd says, the angel said, don't be afraid. And they're like, whoa. And then he tells about a child is going to be born. I'm here searching for you because there's a child to be born in Bethlehem. And this is what I've been told. And it's supposed to be good news for great joy. And Joseph and Mary start sharing about how God spoke to them and how God is showing up in this place, in this messiness, in this unkept stable, in a place where you never choose to have a baby. And yet God is there. And as the shepherd begins to, to leave, he starts walking to the door. You know, there's this kind of I've invaded your space enough, you know, moment. And then he stops and he looks back at Joseph and Mary and he says, everyone must know. And he goes to walk out the door again. And it's like I look out here and I remember the field I was with with the angels. And he turns back and again and goes, everyone must know. Friends, the message of Christmas is everybody must know. 
Everybody must know that God has come and he's here in this place full of your mess. And it's okay. He didn't come to bring the law. He came to bring himself so that you would know the message he's trying to share with you. That he is here and he wants you to know him. And he is available to you. That you can be close with the living God. And that he knows what life here is like. So the word became flesh. And he made his home here. With us. That's the message of Christmas. That Jesus came to proclaim. Here's the last thing. I think that the message of Christmas says. Is that we can be transformed. Christmas says things can be different. Christmas says that. You and I can have our lives changed in a way. The miracle of the message is more than the fact that God just came to be here. And just had his son. It's more than that. It's that the message has the power to transform our lives. That, Christian, that Christmas is the celebration of the greatest message of our lives. Proclaimed and that God is with us. You know these words. Luke 2. And suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified. But the angel said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will be of great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. The rescuer has come. I mean, we make a big deal about the angel's message, and rightly so, but the part that it says is there's going to be good news to, to everyone. There's good news of great joy for all people. And then he says, the Savior has come. And what we have to understand, the message we have to hear is, he came to save. Somebody needs saved. Wonder who that is. Wonder who needs changed, transformed, rescued, bought back, redeemed, made new, come alive, raised from the dead, come to life. Wonder who that is. Unfortunately, there's a whole generation of people who said, hey, came to get rid of the Romans. Thank God. Friends, Jesus didn't come to make our politics better. He didn't come to make you the best nation. He came because we needed rescued. And there's something amazing and transformational that can occur in our lives because of this Savior. God's message is that life can be different and we can be set free from sin. And what holds on to our lives can be can be let go of. In, in the uh, series, The Chosen, there's uh, one that they do, and it's all on Matthew, who's a tax collector for the Roman government. And Jesus is inviting uh, people to follow him, and it's all about his story. But it's not like Jesus walking down the road and looks at him and says, come follow me. It's, it's all about his life and the messiness of life and the decisions he made and how he ends up where he is. And it finally comes to that pivotal moment where Jesus calls him. And some of the people who started following Jesus were put off. 
that he's going to invite Matthew. And Jesus says something really interesting in that moment. I love this line just because of what, it, what I think the kingdom of God is like. And Jesus turns to his followers as he's invited Matthew. And they're like, this can't happen. You know, like, you know this guy and you know what he's done, right? And Jesus turns and says, get used to different. Wow. So many of us package Christmas and Jesus like he came to be a benefit to us. Jesus comes and says, here's the kingdom. Do you want to come? Get used to different. Because it's not what you think it is. In this place, the first are last and the last are first. In this place, the people who don't look like they belong, belong. In this place, no matter what your wound is, you're welcomed. In this place, I change the stain of sin into the glory of God. In this place, the kingdom is different. Do you want to come? Get used to different. Isn't that a great line? When I think of Christmas and the message of Christmas, a Savior's now come on the earth. Get used to different. If you thought this was about making you better or your life easier, uh, that happens, but it's really a byproduct of Jesus being in your life, of God leading you. Some of you in here have probably discovered when you began to follow Jesus, your life didn't get better at all. It got harder. Right? I mean, I had friends leave me as soon as I became a Christian. I had people who said, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. You've changed. Have, have you ever had people say that to you? You're different now. You're no fun. <laughs> have you ever had somebody say that to you? You're no fun anymore. Get used to different. Because Jesus has shown up. And the message means something. And people change. And it's a good thing. It's something that we were used to be living our lives and trying to earn God's respect somehow. But now Jesus has come. And he says, I've come to be with you so that you can know me and you can have life. See, when we know and experience God, we change. And so Christmas is the beginning of change. Some of you have heard messages this past year or two years. <laughs> You've heard sometimes difficult messages. Some of you have heard the words, you have cancer. Some of you have heard the words, you're pregnant or were pregnant. Some of you have heard the words that have kind of crashed into your world a little bit. I want a divorce. It would be so easy for life to just stay in that place or consume us or feel like that's all that we ever hear. But there's another message. Nothing can separate you from my love. There's another message. Forgive your enemies. There's another message. Come follow me. There's another message, don't 
be afraid. For I bring you good news of great joy for all people. For today a Savior is born in Bethlehem, in the city of David. And he is Christ the Lord. It's the message of Christmas. And it's meant for you, and it's meant for me, and it's meant for all of us. The miracle of Christmas is the message of Christmas that God has come for you and me and will never be the same because of it.